The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, fourteen minutes and twenty seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this 10th day of October 2023. Today's show, as always, is brought to you by SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase uh, by using promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today. Uh, yeah, and there it is. Thank you very much to SeatGeek for being a longtime sponsor of the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great sports articles from across the uh, from around the world of sports and great podcasts such as the Craft Food, Food Sports Podcast. Tonight, Mike and the guys get back after. It's always a good time listening to those guys. And uh, Rise of the Occasion and the Corner Booth Podcast. Hope to get those guys on our show uh, someday soon as well. Have BS about God knows what and have a good time doing it anyways. Uh, thank you for making this part of your day each and every day here from 1420 World Headquarters. Uh, the NHL season gets going tonight. Connor Bedard, the Connor Bedard era gets going as the Chicago Blackhawks travel to Pittsburgh to take on uh, the newly revamped Pittsburgh Penguins. They got Eric Carlson this year uh, to see if they could revamp their, uh, make, not make the playoffs the first time in 16 years, starting tonight. Uh, Connor Bedard there, it's uh, hot and heavy across the sports world. Speculation's high. Who knows what it's going to end up being. It's going to be a, a great one or a bust or a Alexander Dague or a Sidney Crosby. Uh, it's crazy. I did a uh, an article yesterday for the new newly revamped the fourteen twenty Sports Bar dot uh, com. We got that all straightened out, so make sure you guys go and check that out as well. But I wrote an article yesterday. The comparisons to uh, between Sidney Crosby and Connor Bedard are kind of uh, it's kind of uncanny the whole thing the way it's all turned out. And I didn't do. I was just sitting downstairs uh, last night, kind of or yesterday, doing a uh, just thinking about things I could put on the website and things to, to improve things, not everything else going and try to uh, try to get that moving forward. We kind of forgot about it for a while that that's not unimportant but the the, the comparisons between Crosby and uh and Bedard are, are, are quite astonishing really when you, when you think about it the um the Crosby's on the back nine of his career there's no getting around that maybe two three years left I think it's two years left on his contract that he sits it's a team friendly deal at 8.7 million dollars crazy to think that the one of the greatest ever in the game but he did it to win championships and the whole bit so you you understand it but He's on the back nine of his career, and things are kind of folding down. The way the NHL has this uh, game, this matchup going tonight, it's going—it's a very smart thing to do. Getting these two uh, uh, guys who are, are on different ends of the spectrum, on different parts, starts of their career. Obviously, Bedard's just starting his. Crosby's coming to the end of his, and he had a—he had such a great junior career, and he was touted to come out of Ramuski and and be the, the the guy he's turned out to be. He had he had over two hundred and some points in his two two years there. Uh, it was crazy. He's his first year in Pittsburgh was on a bad hockey team that didn't do very good they didn't make the playoffs one of the four, the only years that Crosby didn't make the playoffs was was that that first year of the in the National Hockey League. there's some great players on those Penguins teams and he came out of Ramuski and he won out the world junior title a couple of years there uh that, that he had the opportunity to play um for, for team Canada the one year was the, the 2004 team I think it was when they were in North Dakota and he didn't get a great chance to uh to play that much as a 17 year old because the greats that they already had with Pat- Patrice Bergeron and Ryan Getzlaff and Corey Perry and the list goes on and on because of the NHL strike 
strike. That was that year of the lockout. I guess it was it was a lockout, not a strike. Uh, but it, it's remarkable to think that Crosby uh, was on that team and only got, I think, got nine points in the six games on that uh, juggernaut Canada team. It just rolled over everybody at, in North Dakota and did, no, didn't give anybody a chance to double Dion, Dion Phaneuf. And he was just running over Ovechkin and running over uh, uh, Evgeny Melkin back then. It's, it was crazy to think that Crosby would end up being the uh, the best one of the bunch. It was, all, it was highly speculated that he was going to be that guy and get the opportunity to uh, to be the, the cup champion, to, to have the thing the things he was going. His first year in, in the league, you, you remember back, he had guys like Sergei Goncher, John LeClaire, uh, Mark Grecki played on that team, and Lemieux came back for a little bit and played 22 games or, or so that season. So Crosby still led the team in scoring that year with 102 points his rookie season, and things looked to be going uh, quite well for old Sid. And you, you compare it to uh, when, when, uh, when, when Bedard got out of play in junior hockey for the Regina Pats last year. He as well went first overall, as we've all heard, at nausea for quite some time. He's the next coming of, they don't know who he is. It's, you want to speculate if he's as good as Crosby, then great. But you look at the, the numbers that that uh, Bedard put up, the, the scoring that he did in, in his two years in Regina, it was two and a bit because of the COVID year and everything else. But Bedard put up uh, ungodly numbers. You, you wonder what he would have been able to do if he didn't uh, you know, get uh, go to the World Junior that year and, and miss time out. But you remember the World Junior last uh, last year in, in uh, out on the East Coast in Halifax? He was a 22-point guy in the World Juniors and in six or seven games, whatever he was, and it was the Connor Bedard show, night in, night out, and on and on it went. You, you just wonder how, like, you look at the team that the uh, Chicago Blackhawks have put together for this year for Bedard, and it's going to be comparable to that team that, that Crosby played at or played on uh, all those years ago in 2005 or 2006, whatever year it was. It's... um. It's remarkable to think that now the, the, the Chicago Blackhawks have moved on from uh, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. They're going to be not, not a very good hockey team this year. You have to bottom out to in the National Hockey League to get that first overall pick. And, and they, they did they did so and they got the draft. But the, the, the Chicago Blackhawks have some aging vets just like those Pittsburgh Penguins did. Like Now they, they went on and got themselves a Corey Perry and a Taylor Hall and a, and a Nick Foligno and the like. So they got a team there in Pittsburgh or in Chicago, sorry, that is uh, comparable to that Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh team oh so many years ago that's uh, uh, that uh, they got some vets, they got some guys that'll help Bedard uh, ease into the National Hockey League, see how things are going to go. And there's a good chance the Chicago Blackhawks are going to miss the playoffs the same way that the Pittsburgh Penguins missed the, the playoffs that very first year that they were, that uh, Crosby was in the league. Uh, it sounds really familiar the way it, it's all turned out. You remember, like, yeah, the Pittsburgh Penguins won a Stanley Cup in 1991. They also won one in 92. And that was 14 years prior to Crosby showing up. But people have, uh, have memories that are very long when it comes to the world of sports. And when you come in highly touted as, as Crosby did, that you start getting compared right off the bat to guys like Yammer um, Yager and Ron Francis, and of course, Mary Lemieux and, and the like. So yes, those Stanley Cups were 14 years prior to the uh, the arrival of Sidney Crosby. But people, like I said, they see those banners up in the old Mellon Arena, whatever it was called back then, the Igloo. I don't know if it's Mellon Arena back then, but the Igloo in Pittsburgh. And then they, they move on to, to Mellon Arena or whatever it's called now. And they, they remember what, what goes on. So when Crosby came in with immense pressure on him and like 14 years is a long time but now that it's 29 years later 30 years later since those Stanley Cup wins it seems like it's it's, it's kind of comparable to what happened what's, what's happening right now with uh with Connor Bedard and the Chicago Blackhawks when you think about it it was only 13 years ago where the uh, so it's, see right there the numbers are right there so it was so 13 years ago when the uh when Chicago Blackhawks won their first of three Stanley Cups in that new era that they had going on in Chicago so th- those numbers are lined right up there it's qu- it's quite remarkable when you think about it because you, you think about the legends that were on that on those teams that won uh, the, the Stanley Cups with Chicago, like a Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, who they just kind of departed, parted ways with in the last year. And then you have a, uh, 
you have uh, Duncan Keith, who went, went went two years ago. There, there two years ago. There's three guys who are comparable to the the the, the uh, Penguins legends because those guys are going to the Hall of Fame as well. So it's it's really funny that that uh, the the 13 and 14 year comparison is spread. Like one seems like it's so long ago, but then Crosby's career has been so long. It's uh, it's it's pretty much goes notch for notch with what Bedard is is walking himself into by going into Chicago and, and uh, looking to, to rebuild that franchise and get it back to a winning ways. I know it's not all all, all on Bedard, but it's it's one of those things where you you got to think that it's it's uh, got to be in the thought process of uh, about uh, the Bedard camp and the Chicago camp. Okay, what are we going to do and how can we market this? The new legend begins and everything else is probably quite comparable to what happened with Sidney Crosby back in the day because it's uh, it was quite funny that I, I that I thought about this all by myself. It's uh, I, I don't consider myself that smart and I didn't read this anywhere. This is actually a Brent 1420 original, so I was quite uh, I was quite happy that I came up with this. And the uh, the beat the biggest thing about uh, a guy like Connor Bedard is is, is is there's going to be a lot of speculation whether he'll be able to meet the expectations that are put on him, that are put on him by the media, because the media is a lot different than it was 15 years ago when Sidney Crosby first got going. It's a lot bigger uh, than it was 30 years ago, obviously, than it was than it was when Crosby first started. But now with the expectations and the internet and the Google and the Twitter and the stuff and the things and, and the marketing uh, campaigns and the money that, that that's involved with everything, it's going to be interesting to see if a guy like Bedard uh, with that boyish face, just like Crosby had 15 years ago, he still does. But like you know what I mean, like it's one of those things. You just wonder if if uh, Bedard's gonna be able to handle the pressure and the pressure. It's it's going to be remarkable to see how because these guys are, are built differently. They 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 take courses when they're young. They're they're they they learn how to work with the media. They they they, they have coaches that work be, between their ears a little bit more. Not, not just on the ice, but but Bedard seems like a, a man possessed. He has a, a similar frame to Crosby. Their 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 lower torsos, their lower halves are very strong. They got they got those big legs and the big asses like the hockey players he used to have all the time uh, back when I was growing up. I never had that, but you you look at the, the stature of Bedard and the stature of Crosby. They're very comparable in, in that for, in that sense. If um. If Bedard can have half the career that Sidney Crosby's had, I think he would be happy. I think the Chicago Blackhawks would be happy. You, you think of all the accolades and everything that, that Crosby's done with Art Ross trophies and and uh, MVPs and uh, three Stanley Cups, and then you, you think about the Olympic gold medals and everything everything that Crosby's done throughout his career, and it's just remarkable that he that what he's done. And if he if you would have told I think if you would have told him uh, back when he was getting started back in 2005 or 2006, whatever his first year in the league was, that he would have probably said if, if he get a half of that, he'd be happy happy or just a long career and score some points and maybe win one cup he'd be happy so you got to think that that would be the mindset of a Connor Connor Bedard to have a situation this year when he's starting the NHL season tonight and you wonder if the, what's going through his mind and how he's going to get it get it done and what to, what would be a, uh, a successful career or unsuccessful career and you think if he had like I said if you had half the if you had half the record or half the career that Crosby would Chicago Blackhawks would be the, the their fan base would be happy one cup they'd be happy uh, exciting team they'd be happy it's not that many years ago they were competitive and then just you get old quick and winning's hard winning is hard and we can't put this all on Connor Bedard's shoulders there's, there's no getting around that but uh, they're they're off to they, they have high hopes it all begins tonight in Pittsburgh when uh, the ex uh, or not the or the uh, legend soon to be uh, hockey hall of famer uh, goes up against the next one right so it's one of those things like I know Lemieux was the next one and everything else so the magnificent one and then I can't remember. There's somebody, this one, this one, that one, that one, after the great one, which is with Wayne Gretzky, obviously. But it's uh, going to be interesting to see how the NHL markets that game tonight. And if they, they read my article at 1420sportsbar.com, they would probably get a great insight on what was going on. So make sure you guys check that article out because it's uh, 
put, put, put a lot of work into that. Make sure you guys check out the website and, and make put it on your favorites. We're doing a lot of different stuff there. The, the morning buzz and all kinds of different things are going to be a lot of fun for you guys to uh, check out on a daily basis. If you, if you can't uh, listen to my voice or, 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 or see my smiling face uh, up on YouTube. But yeah, so um, it's going to be interesting in the NHL season, how it's going on. I'm working on something right now with Connor, Connor McDavid and it's a winter bust year for him and the Edmonton Oilers because it's, uh, it's uh, getting to that point of his career where like uh, shit or get off the pot, right? One of those things. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it all, all plays out, but it's, it's a great time of year to be a sports fan. I cannot believe the Dodgers are down two games to nothing to the Arizona Diamondbacks. I knew I knew Arizona was good. You have to be a good uh, baseball team to be playing this time of year, but I thought the Dodgers were going to gonna do some damage this playoff and going to win one for Clayton Kershaw. You just feel bad for the way Kershaw, it, it turned out for him again on Saturday night. I, I was, uh, we were out and about and we got into the to, to catch the first inning of the baseball game and they were already down 5 nothing, and that was it for that game and then they lost again last night and, and then uh, can, can the uh, Baltimore Orioles make a comeback in in their series with the Minnesota or with the Texas Rangers story. It's interesting to see, all, see it all plays all the Rangers can hit the ball and if you walk 10 guys as the Orioles did the other day you're never going to win a baseball game that's just that's just how it is but Great time to be a sports fan. There's no getting around that. So make sure you guys uh, like, subscribe, listen, and everything else. We're putting all kinds of content out on a daily basis for you guys to enjoy. Like I said, the the, uh, the website's up there and lots of great articles that are coming up from and I look, We're looking for interns and all kinds of different things as well. But make sure you guys uh, tune in and uh, when, whenever you get a chance and listen to the podcast and talk to people about, about the show. Hockey season gets going tonight. Baseball playoffs continue to roll on. Football season. It's a great time of year. Once again, as always, to be a sports fan. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all, all plays out. Good luck to Connor Bedard and the rest of Chicago. Chicago Blackhawks on your your NHL debut tonight, and hopefully uh, you and Crosby uh, read my article and have a comparison and to talk about it because it uh, it makes a lot of sense how comparison can comparable these two careers, like how they got their start and how they're going to finish. Who knows? But it's going to be interesting to see how it all all pans out. There it is. Uh, here's a word from our friends at SeatGeek. The foul baller. If there's a ball that's gone foul, he's gone to get it. Under his watchful gaze, all Bev's binoculars and ballpark brats are safe. He's the only thing that stands between his section and certain destruction. That's why he only trusts SeatGeek with his tickets. The ticketing app trusted by fans. SeatGeek, so fans can fan. Promo code 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks at uh, SeatGeek on your first purchase by using that old promo code 1420pod. It helps support the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast as you do it. Let's get to uh, on this day's birthdays and get you guys out of here. On this day in 1994, the New York Giants retired jersey number 56 in honor of Hall of Fame linebacker Lawrence Taylor. Taylor played his entire 13-year career with the Giants, winning two Super Bowls, 1986 Super Bowl 21 and 1990 in Super Bowl 25, and he won the NFL MVP award in 1986. Taylor was also the three-time NFL D- Defensive Player of the Year in 1985. LT, as he was affectionately known, sack Washington Redskins quarterback Joe Theismann that caused a compound fracture to Theismann's leg in one of the most gruesome moments in sports history. I still can't watch. I remember watching it as a young as a young podcaster back then, and it still makes me sick. Sending uh, Theismann into early retirement. Taylor's not been uh, one to shy away from controversy throughout his life. 
but is still one of the best defensive players in NFL history. 1,089 tackles, 142 sacks, 54 forced fumbles, and nine interceptions. He made the Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio in two in 1999. Uh, yeah, Lawrence Taylor's not been one to shy away from controversy and everything else, and uh, it's too bad that uh, stuff happens. We admit to uh, cocaine use early in his career and everything else, and there's uh, just times, but you can't take away from what he did on the football field. So on this day in 1994, the Giants retired his number 56. And happy birthday, happy 54th birthday to Super Bowl champion and pro football Hall of Famer Brett Favre. Favre was born on this day in Gulfport, Mississippi, and was drafted in the second round, 33rd overall by the Atlanta Hawks in the 1991 NFL draft out of Southern Miss. Favre was traded to the Green Bay Packers after only one season with Atlanta as the uh, then head coach and Atlanta legend Jerry Glanville didn't approve or like the drafting of Favre. Favre played 16 years in Green Bay and won three consecutive MVP awards, winning Super Bowl 31. Favre started every game for the Packers from September 20th, 1992 to January 20th, 2008, 253 straight. Favre's career went a little bit sideways after uh, initially retiring in 2008. He decided to play for the Jets in 2009 and then Minnesota in 09 and 10. The Hall of Fame in 2016 after 6,300 completions, 71,838 yards, 508 TDs, and 336 uh, uh, interceptions. Yeah, he's in a bit of trouble right now recently, but whatever. So let's, not, uh, let's not talk bad about a guy on his birthday, but happy birthday uh, to Brett Favre, the old gunslinger himself. Uh, he was fun to watch. There was no getting around that. It was always entertaining to watch Favre. Like I said, he's, uh, he's in a little bit of trouble right now in the, with what's going on in his uh, personal life and things and business dealings. And uh, yeah, it's not a good look for taking money. I think it was the Boys and Girls Club or something. Like I can't much remember. It doesn't much matter. We're not going to besmirch a guy on his birthday. So anyways, there's your show for for this morning 14 20 in the morning we're here every uh, every day the, during the week uh also we do it make sure you go to 14 20 sports bar the 1420sportsbar.com and check out all uh, the stuff we got going on there. All our links and everything, 1420 is on there. And all, as well, go to bellyupsports.com. Great partners we have there. And of course, SeatGeek. Smash that uh, subscribe button when you uh, when you get a chance later on today. Go to YouTube. Channel's growing and everything else. Things are going pretty good here at 1420 World Headquarters. You get a little bit crazy between the years at times, but uh, you sometimes just uh, got to take a step away and and uh, get your get your head cleared up as a bunch of other podcast guys know that uh, sometimes you, you're your own worst enemies yourself. And sometimes you just got to take a little bit of walk uh, and with anything in life. Take a walk and just uh, breathe the fresh air once in a while because uh, you can get a little bit, uh, things get a little bit hairy. Anyways, on that note, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.